As you may know, John and I are trying to grow our social media channels and we could use your help. Head over to YouTube, type in Dropship Breakthrough and hit that subscribe button and head over to Instagram, search Dropship Breakthrough and give us a follow and who knows, maybe we'll follow you back. Welcome to the Dropship Podcast, where you'll learn how to build and grow a high-ticket dropshipping business and hear stories from successful e-commerce entrepreneurs. Let's kick this thing off. Welcome to the Dropship Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about recession-proof dropshipping markets. Uh, we may may not be in a recession. Depends on your definition. Uh, maybe people are buying less things than they were before. Maybe they aren't. I've definitely seen both uh, stories happening in the marketplace. And so today, we're going to talk about a few things that maybe they make sense. If we're in an environment where people are spending less, where might they spend more? Uh, I know John has some mixed opinion here. So like, uh, let him have it, John. Yeah. And so we're, 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 I think... The idea for this one came out because we do get people who contact us who, you know, in various places um, who are like, hey, man, can you recommend some products that would be good for me to sell in a recession? Like, so obviously people are thinking about this um, and, you know, I, yeah, I don't, I don't like the question personally. Um recession aside and whether that's happening, whether it's not happening, blah, 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 all that sort of thing. I just don't agree with, I think, well, there's two things. One, I don't necessarily agree that any products are particularly recession-proof in the high-ticket space, but also I don't agree that you want to build your business around a a market like on, on, a, on the basis of a temporary event, right? So if you're planning to run your business for years, guess what? I'm sorry to burst anyone's bubble. This is not the great fucking depression. We're not going to be here for the next decade, right? Now, somebody might pop up in 10 years and say, oh, you were wrong, John. Yeah, clip blah, that. Blah, blah. That's <laughs> fine. But, uh, you know, that's not where it's at right now. So, I just, I, I think for me, it's just a bad idea. Like, I mean, because if you, like where, where people's mind goes to is, when, when they're thinking about products that are recession-proof is, is products that people need versus products that people want. Now, normally when we teach high ticket dropshipping, we're like, you should be selling things that people want rather than things that people need. There are real reasons for that other than it's easier to sell to people who want something. Most of the products that people need are shit to dropship. That's the reason we say that. Like, so what do people need? Refrigerators. Can't dropship them. Right, you're not going to get a deal with Sony to dropship their products, and if you do get it through a distributor, it's going to be super low margin. So, my problem with this as well is that if you just come at it from that angle and say, "Well, I've I've got to pick something that's recession proof," you might end up just picking something that's terrible, right? And it's just not going to perform as a business in a recession or outside of a recession because it's the wrong thing to be selling for other reasons. Um, and so that that's that's part of the difficulty for me as well. Um, I don't agree with the concept full stop, but you know, um, like, yeah, I, I think it just leads this, this leads to bad decisions that have, um, some longer term effects for how you go running a business for what your business is capable of and all of that sort of thing. Yeah, look, we could probably go down a rabbit hole of how this is actually like belief system stuff and that people believe certain things and then they find things that fit their narrative. Let's play the game. Let's play the game of, uh, people are looking for, <laughs> markets that maybe fit the narrative uh so let's give them what they want in their in their brain um so let's uh, let's imagine 
perhaps there's a recession and people are spending less, which might mean they're going out less. Uh, and if they're going out less, they're going to have needs. They still need met food, uh, you know, activities, uh, whether that's uh, relaxing activities or uh, energy expending activities, whatever that is, they're going to need to still do things. And so if, if they're not going out as much uh, and they're going to make food at home, let's start with food. Uh, maybe they're going to want to buy things that would lend credence to making those things at home. So the first one that comes to our list is, uh, is something I'm very familiar with is pellet grills. Uh, if, if people are going to stay at home more, and they're not going to go out for barbecue or whatever. Maybe they're going to learn how to do more of this at home, uh, which certainly it's going to cost less to do things at home than it is going to, to go out to eat. And so uh, I would put pellet grills on that list, uh, perhaps pizza ovens on that list. Any food making uh, apparatus, I think, could be on that list, including actually like making the food yourself. Gardening, I think, could be on that list. Can you think of anything else that like maybe is making food or, or is a reason to stay home and go out last, John? If you're a listener to this show, you either are a high-ticket dropshipper or you're considering becoming one. And if you're in that second group, you're probably wondering, what am I going to sell? Who am I going to serve? Well, we have the perfect product for you. It's called the 5-Day Challenge. You can find it at dropshipbreakthrough.com forward slash 5. For $97 in just five days, you will figure out what you're going to sell, who you're going to serve. And at the end of those five days, you'll hop on a call with either John or myself, and we will verify what you chose and give you the pros and cons, the ups and downs, and help you get started on the right foot. Dropshipbreakthrough.com forward slash five. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, you've, you've got the whole outdoor kitchen thing, right? So, you know, I mean, pellet grills you've got there. I mean, there's, there's other grills that you can sell other, you know, there's a lot of um, like... Uh, more niche cooking tools that people who cook cuisines from particular parts of the world are more likely to use for cooking as well. Uh, I had somebody have a really good idea for me the other day around that side of things. But like just outdoor kitchens, right? So somebody's at home like they're like, I'm going to build myself an outdoor kitchen. Like you have all these stainless steel cupboards and things like this that go into it. Those things are like a thousand bucks each, right? For a cupboard. I helped somebody set up a business in that space years ago and I was blown away by the cost of some of the things, you look at them and go, well, that's just a super boring thing. Like it's it's a steel cabinet and it's like a thousand bucks. Like that was really unexpected for me at that time. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of things along those lines if you're in the food space that you could look at. To be fair, Memphis Pellet Grills are a steel cabinet as well. That's what they are. Like they're a steel manufacturer here in the Twin Cities. Yeah. And they made a really nice grill out of stainless steel. Like that's all it is too. And so like I bet your brain can start wandering there. But if you're going to make food at home, there's all sorts of different things that you can get into that are high ticket. Again, you know, I'm heavily air quoting recession proof uh, type markets. Again, what if somebody wants to hang out at home, uh, relax at home, I think is what I have in the sheet. There are lots of things that you can do to relax at home uh, for you to Spend more time at home if that's what you're going to do. If you're going to spend more time at home and not go out and do things, then you're going to want to relax. Uh, for me, at least where I'm from, again, I told, I've, I've said this on the podcast before. There's the Twin Cities. Uh, there's some suburbs. There's a river. Uh, one big city in Wisconsin. And then it is Trump country. Uh, when you're in Trump country, it's uh, sitting around the bonfire, drinking beers, driving your side by side, uh, you know, possibly hanging out in your backyard. Mostly it's bonfire stuff sitting around and drinking beers. And so uh, maybe some of the things that you're sitting in are going to come in handy there or some things that you're going to spend time with in your backyard could come handy there. I can think of quite a few things. Backyard hangouts is the easiest one. I, I think we've talked about all sorts of things that you can build for your backyard, including your outdoor kitchens. Uh, there are outdoor bonfire tables. Uh, what else have you seen in the 
hang out at home outdoor space, John, that like would fit this narrative. Certainly for me, I, again, I'm, I'm my own confirmation bias. That's what people do around here. They drive their side by side and they drink beers around a bonfire and not my style, but uh, that's the place I live for sure. It's not necessarily even just the outdoor stay at home stuff. I mean, there's a lot of indoor stuff as well that you could, you know, like if you think of like, and once again, it's a bit of a term I shudder to use, but like man caves and that sort of stuff, right? There's a lot of things that, you can put in that space like indoor entertainment and and stuff like that that you know arcade machines pinball machines like there's a whole bunch of stuff um in that space i think that you could put in the same category as outdoor recreation as well like some people live somewhere that's cold for a lot of the year i guess so are they going to be heavily invested in the outdoor maybe not whereas people in in some of the warmer places in the world are going to be more into the outdoor stuff so yeah i think there's um yeah there's once again, quite a few things there. Why do you why to, do you shudder so. at the term man cave? Let's let's go off script here for a minute. What 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 bothers you about man cave? I don't know. It just sounds stupid. Like I just don't really personally dig the whole like Yeah. I don't know. I, I yeah. I, I don't know. I'll probably offend people. Like I I find a lot of people who are, you know, I go out and hang out and I was like, Oh, I've got a man cave. I usually find those guys to be dicks as well (laughs) frankly um i think he takes a certain lifestyle that i'm not into either i get it like it's pretty popular around here uh i think my brother just went hung out with friends during march madness right and they've got you know eight tvs lined up with every basketball game from march madness and um they're at my friend's house who's got you know every helmet from every college football team across the wall and jerseys and like you know it's very sports oriented i think and and drinking oriented and uh definitely a popular thing over here so i was just curious why yeah look i'm I'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna dig into the word man or anything like that right i I don't subscribe (laughs) to any of that i know where you're trying to poke here i know what you're trying to to say i think just trying Um, to get you i'm not gonna dig into that but at at the same token like i i don't like the idea i I never like the idea behind there's there's a space for just one person like I think that's fucking stupid. We're all people. It doesn't matter. Like, like, why does there have to be a space? And then the things that go on in those spaces, like, it's like uh, dudes that love Donald Trump and stuff like that. And I just like, I'm just like, fuck. I think you could make. Can't. I think you can I can't. Make I just can't. Uh, I just can't I, I, officially, I tried to get him going, guys. If you're watching this, <laughs> I did my best. Uh, I will work harder next time. Uh, all right. So back to it. Uh, there could be outdoor hobbies too, right? So look, and we're just scratching the surface here. If you want to, less going out means eating more food at home. We we barely even touched on it. I guarantee there's 50 different markets in there that you could go into. Uh, relax at home, whether it's outside or inside. There's 50 different markets there. Here's just a few outdoor hobbies. By the way, go to Google and type in. Give me three or go to ChatGPT and say list out 300 outdoor hobbies and i guarantee chat gpt will fire them off for you here's just a few camping fishing uh trap shooting is one that uh it's popular around here i don't know if that's popular everywhere uh golf baseball football sports etc there's all sorts of things that you can sell to somebody who might be in that recession mindset who wants to do more things uh outside rather than go do things uh with people maybe that was more like a covid thing when they wanted to stay away from people but um that lends to more hobbies for me and so again i would i would go to chat gpt if you're not playing around with chat gpt there's something wrong with you you definitely should be playing around with that uh and just type it in hey list me out 300 hobbies that people have uh and you're going to go down a long rabbit hole of ideas that you can get into uh whether they're recession proof or not recession proof there's there's so many ideas out there yeah and I, this this is kind of where 
talking about the hobbies is is, is is a good example of where I think the whole recession-proof thing is the wrong mindset, right? So if you're going after a space that people are passionate about, so hobbies fits into that, right? Or sport can fit into that too, right? Like let's say playing golf, you're passionate about playing golf. You're not going to stop playing golf because there's a recession, right? You're like, it, it doesn't, like people assume that all of these passion-based spaces, people are magically going to stop spending money in them because there's a recession. Like if you're really passionate about something, that's your life, right? That You identify with that as part of your life. That is kind of, I'm not going to say it's a need because it's not a need in the traditional sense, but it's almost a need, right? So, and and I just don't see it being the case at the moment that people are not spending money there. Like I, I, I just don't see it as factually correct that people stop spending money on the thing that they love doing just because interest rates are a bit higher or whatever because let, let's let's be honest that's all look outside your window is everybody huddling in the corner in fear in rags no are people with money having heaps less money at the moment no are you spending any less money ben i'm not I'm I'm everyone's high ticket ideal customer. I buy shit, shit tons of stuff online that's high ticket, right? I, it's just not happening. Maybe it will happen. Maybe it's coming. <laughs> the big doom and gloom is still coming. But that's not the narrative. If we're to believe everything we're told right now, it's terrible right now. Everything's terrible. It's all gone to shit. Um, and I just don't I, I just don't buy into it. I think it's I think it's a load of crap. For the people that you should be serving with a high ticket dropshipping business. Maybe there are other parts of, I'm sure there are people that are in lower socioeconomic areas and and, uh, places in their life where this stuff is biting really hard. And I don't want to shy away from that, but I'm going to be honest, they're not your ideal customer for these sort of businesses. That may sound harsh for some people, but, you know, when you're running a high-ticket dropshipping business, you're selling to people who can afford to buy high-ticket things. That's a that's a certain group of society, and it's it's a, a different group of society doesn't fit in that ever, and that, that's just the reality of the of the situation. So um, there are definitely people, no doubt, who are really feeling it at the moment. Um, but I, I don't agree that it's the target market here. Yeah, you nailed it uh, again. I think this circles back to more mindset stuff, uh, but we don't have to go there because I already pulled up GPT four. By the way, it's worth twenty bucks a month if you're not paying for it, uh, and I said. List me out 300 hobbies people do outdoors. Uh, she clapped back. He, they clapped back and said, uh, here's a list of 100. 300 is too many for you. Uh, so they, they listed out. And I'm just going to read a few. And like, again, not all of these are going to fit into high ticket products, but I bet a lot of these do. So hiking, camping, bird watching, fishing, geocaching, rock climbing, bouldering, mountain biking, road cycling, trail running, orienteering. Don't know what that is. Canoeing, kayaking, rafting, stand up paddle boarding, scuba diving, snorkeling, surfing, windsurfing, kite surfing, sailing, boating, roading. All right. This could get long. And if you're listening to this at two X, I feel really bad for you right now. Um, but go to chat GPT. It's chat.openai.com. It is absolutely free. When you sign up, you can use GPT three, which is just as good. Uh, it'll do what it needs to do. And, you're going to generate a lot of ideas, whether they're recession-proof or not. Uh, I'll leave that up to you to decipher. But there are so many ideas in high-ticket dropshipping. And again, you're serving people who are buying this stuff because they love this stuff. Whatever they're into, I'm just going to pick a random one. Uh, outdoor yoga. They're really into outdoor yoga. Uh, they're going to buy the products they need to do outdoor yoga or equestrian sports or clean air painting. I don't know what that is. That's a new one. I'm going to Google that when we're done. All of these things, whatever you're into, you're going to spend the money on. John just said it. 
whatever he's into, he's spending the money on whatever I'm into, I'm spending the money on. And you are going to serve people who want to continue doing that. Uh, if you under, if you don't understand like what that niche criteria is, check out dropshipbreakthrough.com forward slash five. Uh, you can find our criteria right there. $97, five days later, you're going to know exactly who you want to serve and why John and I choose the criteria we choose. So um, yeah, recession-proof, not recession-proof. I don't think it matters either, John. I appreciate your take on it. And, and that's kind of how I feel too. And so uh, just get started. Whatever it is, get started. Thanks for listening to the Dropship Podcast. You can find all the show notes for this episode at dropshippodcast.com. And if you're ready to take the next step in your dropshipping journey, we invite you to join us inside Dropship Breakthrough, where John and I will walk you through step-by-step in starting your own high-ticket dropshipping e-commerce business. But that's not all. Dropship Breakthrough will also teach you everything you'll need to know to grow your business and take it to the next level. So head over to dropshipbreakthrough.com and sign up for our free training that will help you take the first steps towards building and growing your own profitable high-ticket dropshipping business.